0: What's the one thing all great teams have in common? Great coaching. try to suck up to me, every.
1: Hey, Goldberg! I bet if that dog was a cheeseburger, you stop it!
2: No, I agree. I would not be an asset physically. I have more of a podcast body. Quack! Quack!
0: Quack! 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 No! It's the Quack Attack Podcast.
2: Hey, everybody. Yeah, it's something I read on the internet. I'm slowly phasing it out. I'm Mike, that's Tommy. Hello, everyone. That's Kevin. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Quack Tech Podcast, the definitive Mighty Ducks podcast, bonus edition, instant analysis. So the first episode of the Mighty Ducks is out as you are hearing this, assuming you're listening to this on Friday or Saturday. Maybe you need a day or so to uh, watch the Movie, because this is going to be a spoiler podcast i should get that out of the way early uh we have seen the film we well, the film the the show we've seen episode one I, it's basically a film let's be honest anything with uh a gordon bombay in it is basically a film we're gonna give you some incident analysis episode one here we go 20 some odd years later what is it almost 30 years like 29 years later From the debut of the first Mighty Ducks, we are back. Mighty Ducks Game Changers. Um, A lot to get into, but I just like a two, I want like maybe a paragraph, your opening paragraph thoughts uh, for you, Tommy.
1: So initial thought was, you know, first it's just, you know, great to be officially back and seeing new characters. I know in watching the trailers, we're just like, okay, we know this is going to be corny and you're kind of bracing for impact, but I thought it was such a great mix of like corny jokes with like nice little quippy one liners. And they didn't like it, wasn't, you know, too, you know, ham handed with how they did it. And obviously, we got a lot of episodes to go, but I'm really encouraged by it. I also uh, really liked the the characters that they introduced, and uh, I'm hoping that you know, we can get some more information
2: about some of these kids. Kevin, similar idea, just opening thoughts here.
0: Sure. Uh, I, I think the thing that kind of struck me the most uh, or that I enjoyed the most is um, kind of just like the sprinkling of little, not so much Easter eggs. I, I guess you could call them Easter eggs, but um, just like the music, how they kind of just like mixed it in a little bit. Um, I thought that was really cool and kind of got me a little, you know, excited about it. Um I, I I thought all the kids were great. Um, they like they did a really good job casting. I feel, um, and I, and I kind of along the same things as Tommy was saying. I'm excited to 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 see them get more screen time as, as the series goes on. Because um, a couple of them that were introduced didn't really get a ton of of on air time, so uh, or on screen time, so. Uh, I am excited about that, but overall, I was I was definitely impressed, and it, and it's it's shot uh, very like well, um, you know, the, the production quality is really high and stuff like that. I was it, it was really good to see.
1: Yeah, and one note on that production quality. Uh, sorry to cut you off, Mike. Is I, I did kind of find myself wondering, like, okay, this was being shot during COVID, and like are people like separated, particularly during like one of the first scenes where you've got like all the parents watching the the ducks practice. I, I found myself like looking to see, like, okay, mm. are things more distanced? And then the scene where um max simpkins characters you know podcast body goes and talks to lauren graham on their front porch and they're like it's kind of always just over the shoulder shots you don't have them both in the mm-hmm. same shot so are they trying to keep them distance and that was you know my own like kind of curiosity but i think really it's just a, a really a you know hats off to, to steve brill and disney in production for, for getting for pulling the thing off you know shooting during covid and uh i guess the last thing i'll say is that the um i guess the lawyer who gave lauren graham and stephanie like the paralegal work that had to have been that was supposed to be brill's character right oh
2: frank huddy yeah yeah. that's a good call because yeah brill did mention that he had frank huddy written in and then um they he could not get the clearance from the canadian government because he was like visaed as a director producer but not a actor um that's a good call there. So, uh, yeah, I think... I did not think about the whole COVID aspect. I'm going to watch for that.
0: Neither, the- neither did I. And, and I think that's kind of a testament to what you're saying. Is I, I, It didn't even cross my mind that, oh, this is weird. Like, this wouldn't normally be how it's filmed.
2: Yeah, I'm going to watch for that in the future, though. Let's see if we can uh, see things. But uh, going back to Kevin's point about, like, introducing characters and, um, you know, not really hearing much, I was actually... Obviously, we saw a lot from the trailer and the teaser and all that. So we kind of knew where it was going. But I was actually um, a little surprised with how quick we pushed along here. Like, we already Mm -hmm. have a team. We're already in the rink. We've already kind of got Bombay involved. Um, Yeah, I was surprised by episode one. Like, we were already getting going. uh, Because I thought that was going to take a couple episodes, maybe get a little more of those kids um so those are more of my opening thoughts uh yeah you guys we did talk about the kids uh so you have nick who is the podcast kid as the character played by maxwell simpkins who- he,
0: he totally steals the episode he was great yes uh, he was just fantastic i like i like laughed out loud multiple times uh he's just really good
2: yeah he's great uh you kevin you alluded this just through the trailer but great comedic timing from him yes um So just good casting there. Uh, Obviously, you have uh, Evan played by Brady Noon. Uh, You have Coob, the goalie played by Luke Islam, who we don't really um, see on the ice. Um, You have Logan, who is the move in uh, from Toronto. Uh, You have Sam, who is the skateboard kid. Um, You got Sophie, who's sort of Evan's friend on the Ducks. Uh, you got a couple others there. you got the the fairy princess um, and then also the popular girl. I don't remember their character names. I'm sure I will learn them uh, quickly but uh, just any I'll, off the bat uh, just your impressions about the group of kids anybody stick out other than uh, Nick there as the podcast kid? Uh,
0: uh, I, I thought the, the bit with uh, what did you say his name was Logan, the Canadian kid Right. He uh I, I thought that was really funny, like the way that they kind of treated his like entrance with the hair and everything like that. I thought that was really funny. Um he's one that I'm I'm curious to see like, you know, see him his character develop a bit more. Um I thought uh the casting of the goalie is like, oh my god, it's like a almost a dead ringer for young Sean Weiss, um and uh or for uh Goldberg. Um I thought that was good. A nice like sort of homage, you know, mm-hmm. a little bit um i thought uh i mean nick is perfect for what he does um and uh i i kind of like uh dj being like the the or uh what is his character sam sam um i like his uh kind of like you know gonna be the wild card kind of um, obviously i identify with that a little bit <laughs> but uh i i'm excited to see him but yeah casting overalls I, I just think was fantastic they all seem to be really good actors um so i'm excited about that
2: yeah tommy any of the kids stick out for you uh, right away there
1: you know again um nick um played by maxwell simpkins i, I think uh it was kind of he dominated that first episode and it'll be interesting to see like how much he versus you know evan who i guess is the, the main you know kid lauren graham's son um if there is going to be a clear like like kind of kid A one kid a one kid a two Cause like, like I, I would argue that he's kind of like the, even he's probably driving the story along more like, cause he's setting things in motion. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing that dynamic. Um, it was, it was interesting. I figured um, I guess Sophie would um, like, she might kind of like be hesitant to like stand up to join the team. Um, so I, I liked how they created that dynamic. So interested to see, more from her, and they definitely set up some things with like her injury, and I guess also um, whenever um, uh, Nick went to go like talk to the popular girls, and they all like shut him down. Um, I was wondering if like one of them would like raise their hand to play, and so it'll be interesting to see that dynamic, and if there's going to be like uh, I guess her character um, given some more I guess background about you know wanting to be wanting to fit in, but not really fitting in. Um, but yeah really good it seems like again like kevin said all the all the actors did a really good job um but they've all got some good backstories going where they can kind of give each of them some kind of an episode or at least like an arc where you know Coob's gonna have to learn to come out of the basement or you know the you know kind of nerdy girl gonna have to learn how to channel her rage and so i don't know if kenny woo is gonna like have like a bash brother have a bash sister like moment with her or something like that but Very exciting for a lot of these characters.
2: Yeah, so I obviously, yeah, that's a good point on Nick versus Evan there because, yeah, Nick really did push things along. I think we'll see more of Evan as it starts to go and Nick will go uh, further in the background. But uh, a good start. Obviously, he starts basically the whole series uh, other than, as Kevin pointed out, the little Ducks theme snuck in right at the beginning there uh which was nice we'll talk about a little about about the easter eggs in a second there uh yeah i'm interested in um the the kids we didn't really get the show so when the first description came out we were like oh fairy princess who wears a cape and i don't think it was that like bad like it it wasn't that distracting the way they did it it would just kind of showed that she was a weird person and sort of a misfit i I, as long as they don't really like I, focus on her fairy princessness too much, I think it will be fine.
0: I, I do love the the part of her character with like the underlying rage, um, like uh, just like briefly at the end whenever she's like watching that video and she's like getting all amped uh, when they're showing like all the big hits and stuff. I think that's going to be a funny little storyline. Yeah, yeah
1: I got a little bit of like Ally Sheedy vibes from the Brexit Breakfast Club from her, kind of just like. A, a little weird but like knows it and you know it's kind of her own person um but it was uh, i guess one other thing you mentioned like the brady dynamic i guess trying to find out exactly what happened to his dad that'll be somewhere in the in the series i imagine
2: yeah yeah that's a good point i wonder if they're gonna um because it's like kind of passed off in the original mighty Ducks, like oh the dad's not there uh it's, i'll be curious to see how deep they go uh with that and uh you know obviously we're setting up with alex and old gordon bombay uh for some sort of
0: interesting relationship there uh my, my sh- money is on the dad coming back at some point oh
2: interesting i like that that would be like fun.
0: making an appearance and disappointing him like uh, angels in the outfield kind of like that kind of dynamic
2: Yeah, that would be a, that would be a good one. Um, Obviously we knew going in, it was going to be a lot about, um, you know, the specialization of youth sports. They hit that pretty well. Uh, We did sort of touch on Sophie there. Sophie, member of the Ducks Evans friend though. How long do we think she goes before she ends up on the dope bothers? Do we think she can make it like this whole season or Are we looking at like a couple episodes and then she's part of the new team?
0: I think it's uh, happens around mid season. I think something happens like, like uh, kind of an homage to um, like McGill, you know, injuring. So I think somebody goes too far on the ducks maybe. And uh, maybe they, uh, you know, hit Evan or something and that kind of like, you know, is the tipping point for her. I think something like that'll happen. Uh, I did like that little moment at the end though, where she she was about to stand up, and and then her teammate like got up and and kind of stole her thunder there, and then she sat back down. I thought that was a really nice kind of subtle um, kind of tip to what is probably to come, or we we assume is going to come. Um, but uh, I, yeah, I think it happens midway at some point, um, maybe after like the first Ducks No Bothers game.
2: Yeah, so obviously we're we're getting a lot of foreshadowing there um so just a quick sort of uh recap obviously evan's on the ducks he gets cut from the ducks mom wants to start a new team needs to find a rink and a coach um she all the rinks are don't have enough ice time for them so she ends up at the ice palace because she's doing some paralegal work and just sort of stumbles upon it they're at the ice palace Uh, It's really like an open skating rink, figure skating, ice dancing. I did appreciate the details. There's a lot of banners for like ice dancing championships. And then it says no hockey. And there uh, out of uh, the mist of the broken down Zamboni comes Gordon Bombay. Just how did we feel overall about Gordon Bombay, seeing him again, and then his sort of character now, as opposed to uh, 25 years ago?
1: I, I think we got, we got to find out what happened to this guy, you know, who's he's back in the, I hate hockey, you know, I don't like kids aspect of it. Um, so where, where did he go wrong in the last 30 years? Like, did he, I mean, did Charlie
0: die? Hmm. Mm. I, uh, a couple of like quick reactions that, that I had for him are first whenever you don't see him and he's just like into Zamboni or whatever, he sounded so much like Martin Sheen. Um, I was like, "Whoa, that was just kind of a a a, a fun little moment." But um, I thought he was really funny. I, I, I thought he did a really good job. Uh, the, the comment about the sign—he's like, "Where well, they don't make those signs, trust me, I've looked." Uh, I thought that was funny, and and just like walking around with the cake—that was that was just a good funny touch. Um, yeah, I I, I I definitely enjoyed him. I thought he was really good, which isn't surprising. But um, I, I I like that we didn't learn too much about it yet. I thought that was good, but uh, yeah, and then like the little Easter egg of him, like in his uh, mini haha waves jersey, stuff like that. I thought that was good. Yeah, yeah, I I think it was a nice early setup for his character.
2: Yeah, I I thought he was really like of the things that made me actually laugh. There was Nick, and then Bombay just being sort of this angry guy and like smart alecky. He like still had the old Bombay sort of doucheness to him but then he had this sort of uh other just like angry at the world aspect to it i thought it was really well done yeah.
0: so uh, i i particularly like to whenever she's like oh i have all this money he's like oh, okay yeah we can make an exception to in the no hockey rule." you know i thought that was good uh i just thought yeah he was, he was a, a solid funny opening character but, yeah I mean, salvo for his character
2: just, I mean, how did we feel about uh, the plot? It seemed to me to come together a little too easily there, but uh, I could be dissuaded.
1: Yeah, so I, I did like some of the whole like, hey, you just need like this many players, which was a pretty low player count, and right. you just need like a rink and a coach, blah, blah, blah. And so it seems like they did try to establish certain things and kind of saying, hey, this is like the Ducks. Like, you, what, what was it, U14 now?
2: Yeah, U12 to U14, I think.
1: So I, I really like that because I think that's some of like the like, OK, so how old are these kids like in the originals? And so now we kind of understand. And this is like right before, you know, you would presumably go to like a like your high school hockey team or whatever. So this is like the best of the best of, you know, youth hockey. And so establishing that. So I think they did a good job with that, but it did come together quickly. You're Right. I, and especially the whole like. Like, how are you going to pay for this? Oh, we just had some leftover money, like in the city funds. It's like what, yeah. you know? Yeah. And was it city or was like the firm's like outreach? I can't remember if she worked.
2: She like or... found a grant for unused funds, uh, I guess from the city. She's like a paralegal, um, so I don't think she works like directly with the city or for the city, but I think she works for the law firm. But, but um, yeah, she found a grant for un uh for youth hockey that was unused, and then she got it to bombay and bombay changed this whole uh shtick about
0: i i liked that because otherwise it, it would have been you know like she's sitting on this pile of cash you know like I, I, I thought that at least made sense like and she's paralegal so
1: and i guess yeah, they're just trying to like hey we're, we're getting
0: through this quick like right. yeah, we yeah.
1: have an answer to it you may not like it but we have an answer yeah
0: right but yeah I, I i was just gonna say i definitely agree with mike that like it did move very quickly and I, I definitely thought that same thing um and i thought it was weird um towards the end i the the figure skating scene i thought that was very strange like very heavy-handed like in like the the bombay uh um whatever her her name is whitney houston yeah Well, was like kind of like jump-starting their like romantic yeah
2: um, alex is her character. alex
0: um i I thought that was a little heavy-handed but i mean i get it i guess but I felt like we could have done without that.
1: Yeah, I was gonna ask like, was that the most cringeworthy part of the episode? Her like I, dance routine or whatever. I thought yeah. the kids
0: were funny with the with the lights. Um, whenever the, like the lighters at the concert with their phones, um, I thought that was a funny moment during that scene. But yeah, it, I thought that scene was just a little a little much.
2: Yeah, it was it was long. Um, There was like lots of wide shots and then close shots. It was very clear that Lauren Graham was not doing the actual figure skating. (laughs) Um, I did appreciate that they didn't make it like super crazy. Like she wasn't doing like Olympic level moves. She was just doing sort of like basic figure skating moves, which I fit. I was like, oh, that's a nice little touch. But yeah, I just it just went on too long, was a little awkward, Um, especially with Bombay. Uh, it was a little jarring. Bombay was—he sort of changed his mind very quickly on some things. Like he was like, "I hate these people," and then he was like giving advice and stuff like that. Um, so, a little, I, uh, a little interesting, I guess. A, a little jarring there for me.
0: I, 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 I come to that point. I do wish they had um, let the like curmudgeonly Bombay play out a little longer because uh, I think there's a lot of opportunity for comedy there. Um, but yeah, it did seem like he gave in really quickly on a lot of things. Um, so that's kind of, I don't know if disappointing is the right word, but I thought that was a little um, missed opportunity maybe because um, it, it was just funny to see him like that. Yeah.
2: Tommy?
1: Yeah, that's a good point, but um, I think we'll see some of it. I think we'll probably see Sarcastic Bombay.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I, th- I think that'll be a... Um, recurring element at least for the first like half of the series um you know and i I was impressed with um kind of the amount of like one-liners and like little asides that they had not only for bombay but for some of the other characters i'm like okay this is good because you think back to you know a 100 minute movie you're not all comedy all the time and this was like pretty like funny throughout um there, there wasn't like any super serious part i guess even like lauren graham's like whole speech at the beginning or like you know hockey should be fun whatever uh even that you know was funny and and so it was good and we'll we'll see when they try to like mix in like drama with comedy if it's able to kind of keep at that level
0: I, yeah i also i thought uh uh our friend dylan playfair in very limited lines nailed it um he was really funny just being in that kind of like asshole role um like the uh when they're introducing the teams and he's like under under his breath he's like state champions again like i just thought that was fun like stuff like that i thought he did a really good job and he maybe had like four lines total um but i just thought he was really good
2: yeah friend of the pod don't play fair but yeah he he i think gave me the first laugh when um evan was like what about like you can't measure heart and he's like yeah i read that on the internet i'm slowly phasing that one out."
0: that was really good I, i i definitely laughed out loud during that
2: yeah so, yeah, I thought he was good. Um, I actually thought the um, snack bar lady, Winnie, I thought she was enjoyable. Uh, I'm not sure how much uh, she'll have going forward, but uh, I thought she was fun there. So uh, any any secondary characters, anybody else that we need to uh, hit upon here? I think, uh,
1: yeah, Winnie is interesting. seems like they've introduced her to be some kind of like, you know, Go between between Bombay and Alex there, um, or like Bombay like complains about her, but like secretly is like you know really cares about her or something that kind of character. She Um, seems
0: like the the what's the friend in Full House? um, Oh Kimmy, Kimmy. She seems like the Kimmy character.
1: Yeah, that's a that's a good comparison, um, and yeah, we'll we'll see if like any of these kids like parents like play a role in in any capacity if we get to know about them, um. Yeah, that's kind of my uh, my big takeaway. I think Mike was right about Winnie.
0: Yeah, I I liked um, uh, the like bitchy mom. She she did a really good job of like just being like pretentious as hell and and um, being a very uh, unlikable character. I, I just thought she was excellent at playing that role. Um, I thought she was funny. I liked the dynamic of them working together too. Yeah, um, uh, where she kind of like bullies Alex around. Um, so i thought that was good um i like i definitely liked all like the parents and like like the like shocked expressions Well, like when she's like berating the coach and everything like that i thought they did a really good job there yeah
2: there we go. all right let's go here i want to do a few um quick hitters so we'll do like high point of the episode low point of the episode mvp and then like some Easter eggs here. So let's go. High point of the episode uh, for you. We'll start with Tommy. Uh, I think the
1: introduction of Bombay and his kind of sardonic attitude and, you know, eating the cake. To me, that was the high point just because like you're all smiles right then.
2: Yeah, I like it. Kevin?
0: Um, I think the the high point for me was kind of uh, Nick when he when he does like walk over from his porch um, I thought that was just really funny, uh, how he kind of is like, you know, throwing her under the bus on the podcast, and then like, you know, it's like a touching moment too, you know, and then they kind of start forming the team. I thought that was a really, a really solid scene, um, just because it allowed Nick to show off his, his, his comedic timing, and like you get to see her and her like really low moment, um, and then it all kind of just kicks off the episode right there. Um, I thought, I thought that was probably my high point. Yeah. That
2: was a good one. I liked when he's like, can I get like a follow up? And she's like, no, not really." He's like, great. I've got it over.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, that was really funny.
2: Yeah. So yeah, that was a good one. That's a good point. Um, I obviously the Bombay coming out of the fog. Uh, it was in the mm-hmm. pilot, but I agree with Tommy Bombay coming out of the fog. I did. I'll put an honorable mention in though for the speech. I thought uh, Evan's speech at the end uh, to get everybody sort of involved. And like, he stands up and uh, gives a speech about, you know, uh, if you don't want to, you know, if you don't feel like you don't fit in and you feel like the pressure to be cool, mm-hmm. uh, I enjoyed it. So, but, but I'll, that, I'll.
0: That scene had some major Cobra Kai vibes.
2: Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, watching season three of Cobra Kai right now, actually. So, yeah. So we'll go with Bombay coming out of the fog there. Just, you know, that's a comic moment. Um, I think this is going to be a quick one. MVP. of Nick. the episode. Got to be Nick. I'm going to give it
1: to Nick as well. I think Bombay is like the easy answer, but I think Nick is the true MVP.
2: I agree. Uh, let's go with Nick. We'll make it unanimous. So he's uh, he's got one under his belt. We'll keep track of that, actually. That's an easy thing to keep track of. Um, keep the so- low
1: points under, under track, two, and we can give our, um, our feedback to Brill and the characters at the end of the <laughs> season. I'm sure they'll appreciate that.
2: <laughs> yeah, we'll see how they take that. But yeah, uh, I guess I did skip over that. Low point of the episode uh oh, yeah. it's the the
1: ice dancing part with, yeah. with Alex I mean it's I think that's gonna be like hopefully it's the low point of the series um <laughs> but I mean I can live with it
0: yeah I, I I'll agree with that um I'm trying to think of anything else um yeah that's probably the only thing that really sticks out of my mind that I was just I kind of rolled my eyes at but
2: yeah obviously I agree there I will say um so I like the cube aspect of it. Like I like this video game guy. but like when they came down to his basement and were throwing things at him, I thought it was very uh like all the cuts, it was kinda awkward the way I, they I did like it. the
0: hammer one, he's like too far. <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> that was, was good.
2: The end was good, but like the way they were throwing it and the way they like cut it, it was pretty clear that he wasn't actually like blocking these things. And, and
1: so one, one thing along those lines and, and something you know, I've, I've told a couple of people is you do have to suspend, you know, your belief a little bit in some of these shows, particularly kids shows. And then like the whole like, oh, I'll just airdrop this to everyone. Just like, OK, I guess, you know, kind of. But then like them like finding this. Um, oh, he's never been scorned on in this entire video game. It's like, OK. And then they find his house, you know, yeah. just down the street. It's like, all right, I know I'll, I'll go with it. Um and I, do, I, guess, I do
0: like how they refer to him as Coog 13, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a
1: good name. And so, again, we're not like it, it goes really quickly. And again, it's just like, hey, here's your explanation. You might not like it. We're just getting it rolling. So they got 10 episodes. They don't want to spend, you know, you know, a whole episode on them trying to track down this guy online.
2: Yeah, very, uh, very fortunate that he lived in the neighborhood and went to the same school as them. And that
1: he was, like, a 13-year-old and not, like, a 31-year-old predator. <laughs> yeah.
2: yes, very point. All right. Um, so, some Easter eggs. These are not, by no means, um, I'm going to say, exhaustive. But I did uh, write down some Easter eggs. So, Bombay literally being a cake eater, I think, is one. Uh, Bombay saying, I hate hockey, don't like kids. Um, the introduction of the teams, there's the Coon Rapids Cardinals, which is the same Cardinals that was in D1 you have the adina hawks obviously um there was a huskies too right tommy you've got a huskies logo i'm not it's
1: surely it wasn't the same huskies logo because this is a very updated one but i believe they're similar colors because i remember the huskies being kind of like a purpley akin to like a a washington huskies um but I, i did really appreciate that
0: i i liked the bloomington bears too maybe a little homage to the blake bears
2: yeah. yeah, yeah. I was like, "Oh, that's a new team." But yeah, they I mean, they did wear green, so yeah, maybe that was a part of it there. So obviously, uh you have the Dome Bothers. They come out in the flying V, which uh I don't know. I don't know how I felt about that. I was like, "Oh, flying V." And then looking back, I was like, "Should they have been doing like do they know what that was?" Uh but it was there. So uh we'll we'll give it a pass for nostalgia's sake. And then obviously uh, bombay the picture of him on the wall in the mini ha ha waves jersey uh, but were there any others that you guys saw that i missed
0: i liked the i mentioned earlier the music I, I oh, that right being like sprinkled in throughout and then especially at the end there um and then the football helmet i think was it was a solid little easter egogo march with d5 um uh, i think that might be the two that like stuck out for me. Besides the ones you already mentioned. Right. Yeah, I think
1: we'll need to, um, like I was watching it and I I only paused it once because I was, um, but I didn't want to do it too much. Um, When when Lauren Graham's character was um, like calling like all the ice rinks for ice time, I paused it to look at the list to see if there's any like um, Easter eggs in there, but I, I didn't see any and then I just kept on going. And then I, I figured we could also look at Bombay's wall again of photos and see if there's any old headlines because mm-hmm. there's probably a couple there and
0: it may come in more into, literally into focus in later episodes. We, yeah. uh, we also got the Hendrix Arena. Yeah. Um, right. Was a little homage to obviously Hendrix Hockey.
2: Right. And Hendrix Pavilion or whatever they Pavilion, called it.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Good one. Good one. So uh, that is it for us. We'll be back. We'll be back next week. Double episode next week again. We'll have uh, some more guests. A good one. We had a a good conversation with some people uh, involved in Mighty Ducks Game Changers. Uh, And then we'll have another instant reaction pod uh, on Friday. So for us, at Quack Tech Pod on Twitter, Facebook.com slash Quack Tech Pod. Go to iTunes. Give us five stars. Uh, Tell us your favorite moment, your high point of the very first episode um, let me give a shout out to our producers because they really make this happen for us. We appreciate it. We cannot do it without our producers, our executive producers, Elsie Barnett, Brian Berg, Alex Ybarra, Josh Lipton, Bobby Lemaire, our regular producers, Deborah Chen, Jeremiah Bershey, Adam Ferry, Joyce Eng, Jared Beasley, Lisa Wilbig, Anthony Geoffrey, Jeff Fandes, Matt Holtwick, and Stevie Yanks. You can join them. You can help the pod. You can keep it going here. Uh, there's a link in the show notes. And for us, remember ducks fly together. Ducks fly together. Hey, bye bye. Ain't no time back.
0: Start to be the man is oh, the back The quick attack is back, Jack. Oh, yeah.